Welcome to On Stage with Android Maven, where we share content and insights to making us a better, impactful, and higher paid software engineers. My name is Uluwato Biloba Akimpelu, also known as Android Maven, and I'm super excited to be your host for today. I'm on with Tejas Kuma. That's an amazing person. I'm super excited to um, have on this podcast, on this episode right now. And I really want you guys to meet Tejas. I'm sure you've been waiting to know about him. <laughs> and um, he's finally here on live with me on podcast. Can we hey. How are you? Yeah, fine. <laughs> it's good. Yeah, so um, can you please tell us about Tejas, what to do with Tejas? Yeah, um, I'm, uh, and I also, I mean, where do I start? I was, I was born in India. Um, I have uh, been writing code since I was a child, and uh, now it's my job. <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> unfortunately, I'm kind of sort of a one-trick pony. Like, that's the thing I, I've been doing more or less my whole life, and uh, that's what I do professionally. I write code, I, I speak about code, and I build communities around uh, technology. Hmm. Um, but of course, there's there's more than that to it. Like I make music and stuff on the side, but um, that's the short version. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can we have some like a longer version? <laughs> oh, like okay. I mean, it it depends on how long uh, you want. Sure. I mean, I so I was born uh, in India with a, I would say a very fatal illness. I have a sickness that's like very very intense. Like I, it is very easy for me to die. Um, it's called hemophilia and I don't know if you've heard, have you heard about it? Yes. Yes. Okay. So, so I have, I have this thing and it's, 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 it's really, really, it's pretty wild. And so I, um, you know, in India, you can't get the medication that you need to live. And so somehow by some miracle, uh, my family moved to Qatar where I grew up. Uh, Qatar is a tiny little country near Saudi Arabia and like where Dubai is in the Middle East. And, um, because my father somehow magically got a job there, uh, spent most of our life there. And that in that country, actually, the medicine that I needed was completely free. Mm. Where at the time, anywhere else in the world, it was like, you know, 10,000 US dollars per week for mm. me. And so just we moved there and it was free. It was really cool. Because it was free, I was able to have a much better quality of life and, um, you know, go to school occasionally and write code occasionally and so on. Um, and then eventually um, I grew up and decided there is no future in Qatar because they had very interesting laws. When apparently when a man becomes or a woman becomes 60 years old, they have to leave. They have to go back to their home country. Um, and so for me, this means there's no real future there because the moment my father turned 60, we would go to India and I would uh, die. You know, so yeah. I looked for jobs everywhere in the world where I knew the healthcare was a little bit better. So not the United States, mm. but Europe, for example. Um, and again, by some miracle, I moved here. I also don't have qualifications, so I have no degree. I have no, like, I'm not technically an engineer. Yeah. Um, but somehow um, I, I miraculously got a job here and moved here. 
and now my health is even better i'm i'm kind of normal now which is which is quite cool um and i've been you know being an engineer here for the past 4 years and really wow. enjoying my life and a big reason i enjoy my life is mm. because i get to talk to people like you <laughs> wow Uh, yeah. I'm so honored right now. <laughs> yeah, me too, man. Thank you for having me on your show. It means a lot to me. Yeah. Thanks. Th- thanks a lot for for being here, really. Yeah. Um this such an interesting story and like I really really feel feel you right now in terms of your health challenge. Yeah. This is the first time I'll be talking with someone with this particular challenge and and actually you know having to to hear about your story and how 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 they've grown up having to to manage health and work i mean it's tough how have you been able to balance all this yeah you know it's it's really so it was really hard back in qatar because in qatar even though the medicine was free the model of treatment was on demand and what that meant was i would have to be like in critical condition i'd have to be dying it would have to be an emergency case and then they treat me for free right and so and so between the age of really 0 and 23 of mine so for the first 23 years of my life mm. um i was kind of like living on this pendulum right between life and death i was always either dying or happy mm. and it was very odd and so balancing that didn't really work very well it was i would just sit in front of a computer mm. and either write code or play games Hmm. until i got sick and then i was in the emergency room i couldn't do anything else i couldn't walk i couldn't carry a backpack i couldn't climb stairs i couldn't i couldn't do i really couldn't do anything else and so for me that was very limiting as you can imagine yeah but if i look back it's also kind of a gift and why i say it's kind of a gift is because you know people say you need like 10000 hours of doing something to master something yeah and because i couldn't do anything i spent all of my time coding all of it for 23 years it's all i did you know <laughs> and because of that i i'm able to have this job and the career that i have now so yes it was limiting but also um i it 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 worked out in the end um it was very difficult to balance but it somehow worked um well yeah <laughs> I'm so happy for you. I'm I'm grateful to for you right now. <laughs> Me too, man. I you know, I have a reputation for being a thankful person. And I think, you know, after hearing all this, I think you can understand why I have so much to be thankful for. Um seriously, seriously. <laughs> you have a lot <laughs> to be thankful for. <laughs> yeah. Especially, can I tell you something? Like there's people who right now like today who message me from india saying hey how do you have this lifestyle i'm struggling i'm dying i don't get medicine and they share these things with me and it's it's very you know personal that they share it with me and i i think to myself wow i have a lot to be thankful for but i don't stop there i i help them i give them career advice i mentor them i i help them maybe even get a job in europe so they can have a similar kind of lifestyle you know yes Yeah. Wow, that's that's <laughs> I'm sure of what really. <laughs> But then <laughs> I'm 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 super grateful for you and and for for where you've been right now. Mm. And uh thank you. I'm I'm I I so much believe that you still have a long way to go and 
the sky is just the limit. <laughs> yeah, is, I I agree. I mean, I, I would be it would be a bit of a shame if I if I died and all I was remembered for is code. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, how about a little bit about how you got in, into coding? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how did I play? Yeah, so, I mean, you know, I was, because I was a sick child, I couldn't really do anything at all. And so, my, is there a birthday party happening? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is that? Someone's out so cool. birthday right now. But then, yes. That's, that's so good. Well, happy birthday from me too. <laughs> um, yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, coding, yeah. No, I was, I was, um, I was too sick to do anything at all. And so what happened was my brother, I have a brother, he's healthy. He's not like me and he's very, he's a great person. Uh, I love him very much. And he, uh, he was healthy. So because he was healthy, he got to do all the things, you know, they, my parents sent him to this class and that class and he got to go to school every day. Yes. Um, and so he, they, my parents put him in a class for web development mm-hmm. um, and he came home and he used to teach me what he learned. Um, and I was really fascinated by it because he showed me something. Yes. Um, and for me, it was, it was a whole new world because I could actually create something without being hurt, without being, you know, um, affected negatively, physically. So I just type on a keyboard and I can build things. And this was huge for me because with my disability, I could never build anything without hurting myself. Um, and so that's where it started. And so from there, I just used to consume all the tutorials and like look at how I can build a web page and how I can use Photoshop to design websites. And that's kind of how I started, just building websites. But the thing for me that made it super easy was um, JavaScript, you know, the program, just JavaScript. Because with JavaScript, you write a command and yes. you can... And you can just bring up like a dialog box on the operating system. You can, the feedback loop with JavaScript is so fast that that's what kept me developing. That's what got me started. Mm. Wow. Yeah. That, that's interesting. And um, I know you work at Contiamo. That's right. Yeah. Um, what's Contiamo and what do you do for Contiamo? Yeah, Contiamo is a great company. They, um, we do is we help our customers um, do and build solutions with artificial intelligence. So we have customers who have data in many different places. And these are usually older companies that didn't quite prepare for the big data movement, right? These companies have been around for like 40 plus years Hmm. um, and their data is kind of unstructured and fragmented. And Contiamo allows our customers to very declaratively just describe where the data lives mm-hmm. and then and then access it and and get like with one SQL query you get all your data that you can then feed into a machine learning model and train it if you want to um, so that's kind of what we do and what I do for Contiamo is um, I manage one of the engineering teams so the front end engineering team uh, is like my my happy place you know it's full of engineers that are very smart smarter than me for sure and very funny and clever and so my job is to manage them and make sure they're happy productive they love the company they love me you know kind of just i'm just the hype guy (laughs) you know that's that's all i do i don't really i'm not i'm not a good engineer i just make people uh have energy or something you know (laughs) 
Oh, nothing too soon. Um, I, I checked yeah. out the, the website and it really, really looks great. <laughs> Thanks. I'll tell Nathan. <laughs> it really looks great. <laughs> Thank you. And I know um, so you tweeted recently um, playing guitar and some music. And yeah. <laughs> and I guess uh, about your love for music and other hobbies. Would you like to tell us about your love for music and other things totally. that, that you like? Yeah, man. I, I, I love music because it's it's just this amazing expression, you know? It's like I can have an entire conversation with you on a level that is more than just words with music. You know what I mean? Like if for example, if I want to talk to you about um like racism or politics, right? Like these topics that you go like, Oh, I don't know if I should talk to someone about um these sensitive topics, if you express it through a song, it 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 goes to layers that it won't normally go because it has a way of um, going past the walls that we put up, if that makes sense. And so, I'm what I'm talking about is is more writing music and composing mm-hmm. music than just doing covers, mm-hmm. right? But that's what I really like about music is it's like you can have really detailed conversations just through songs. But I also um, just love singing. Like I'm always singing. I'm always singing. I studied singing for many years and then I was a singing teacher for a while. Yes. Um, and so, yeah, singing and guitar is just my, my fun hobbies. <laughs> you know, um, for me as well, uh, when, I, when I was growing up, I learned playing the piano and also uh-huh. singing as well. <laughs> That's cool. Can you sing something for me? Ah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, my voice is horrible, trust me. <laughs> Can you sing? What, what country are you in right now? Nigeria. That's right. Can you sing the Nigerian national anthem for me? Nigerian national anthem. Arise, oh compatriots. Nigeria's call for baby. I'm scared about my, my voice right now. That is so perfect. Oh my gosh, you should be a professional singer. What? <laughs> that was amazing. Thank you for doing that for me. That's amazing. Funny enough, whenever I'm, I'm on the piano, I get to, to sing it better. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's because you can hear the, the music around you, you know. Yes, I guess as much. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, so... I was going through some of your resources online and you, yeah. you made a great statement about, about people who want to be great at code. Yeah, like me, I want to be great at code. And, yeah. you know, for JavaScript developers, web developers, basically, and having to also balance it with being happy and having a successful life. You yeah. know, and then you, you said you, we need to be able to be a bit delusional but still optimistic yeah and this this partnership actually like got attention of a lot of people and my attention as well because i want to have an um a happy life while being while having a happy uh, successful career and also be an entrepreneur as well and yeah i really want to learn from you what you mean by this in detail mind sharing Are you still there? Yes, I'm here. 
Yeah, yeah. So you said you wanted to learn in detail. Yes, um, and you need to speak more bit detail about what you what you mean or your perspective perspective about um, balancing being a great developer yeah. and still having a successful and happy life. Yeah, you know, I think if I think about it, there's a. Do you know who C.J. Silverio is? Does the name Does the name C.J. Silverio ring a bell? No, no, I don't. It doesn't. Okay, C.J. Silverio is the former uh, CTO of NPM, um, okay. and and also the founder of one of the co-founders of something called Entropic, which is like the new federated NPM. Yeah. And she uh, is just this incredible person who she says in her entire life she has a very long and and, and decorated career and she said in her entire career she has never seen someone who is well rested and happy who hasn't been able to solve a problem that she presented them mm. you know and so i think that's a, definitely a huge factor is balancing um your emotions and your sleep schedule and things um with your work but at the same time if you look at research and trends historically you'll find that the people who the world considers successful are people who don't balance this well. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like it's just, it's this awful paradox. Like if you look at Elon Musk or Steve Jobs or, um, you know, or Jeff Bezos, right? These are people who have had divorces. These are people who are not, who may not be the happiest people, but you know, the world considers them successful. So I think the question we have to ask ourselves is, what is success? For me, it's an individualistic thing. Um, and for me, success is not really being the greatest speaker or having the most money, but it's just being happy. Um, but about this tweet with the delusion, um, <clears throat> that actually came from a very personal place. Because for me, I... There have been hundreds, thousands of occasions where I've been in the emergency room, like in a hospital bed, thinking I was going to die. And the only thing that kept me going was the idea that actually, no, I'm going to get out of this. I'm going to get better. I'm going to write code. I'm going to build software and my life's going to be good. Like it was, it was this hope that all the doctors would tell me, no, it's not. You're going to be disabled for the rest of your life. Honestly, like I can tell you many times where doctors just told me, no, look, science says you're disabled and that's it. You live with it. But I didn't accept that. I still don't. Um, and for me, it was this hope that doesn't really make sense to people. It's this delusional hope um, that says, no, I'll, I'll be better. I'll get better. It'll get, I know it will. And then people ask me how, and I say, I don't know, but it will. And if, if, if I look at my life today, I can tell you confidently it has gotten better. And so that's where it came from. But also I looked at research. So I posted in the tweet, I posted research, scientific research that backs this up. Yes. Um, and so it was just this beautiful moment where like the entire thing that I've experienced my entire life, plus science, Mm. agrees with my idea that oh wow if you just have this hope that kind of sort of doesn't make sense mm. then you're just happier and more successful and that's where the tweet came from mm. wow 
Yeah. And, and it's, it's true. So if you want to be good at code, I think, I think if you want to be good at code, you just have to not give up. And how you don't give up is by the story you tell yourself, you know, and the story you tell yourself has to be a positive story, even if it doesn't really make sense. I was looking at um, the story of a person who survived one of the Nazi concentration camps, Auschwitz. You must be familiar with Auschwitz. Yes. Um, right. So this, this, this man, he survived it. While many people around him were dying side by side, there were people who just, they had no hope at all. They were just thinking, um, it's better off if I die. And so what they would do is they would run into, they had these electric fences and they would run into the fence and just kill themselves because they were like, I don't want to live anymore. But this one man, he would tell himself a different story. He would tell himself the story of, oh, when I get out, I'm going to see my wife. I'm going to have children. I'm going to have a great life. This is the story he would tell himself. So everything around him said, no, you're going to die here because there's no food. Mm. Um, but he would tell himself a hopeful story. And because yeah. of the story he told himself, it came true. It's so weird. And the same thing <laughs> happened for me with code. And so that's where the tweet comes from. Well, that's, that's interesting. And I really agree with you because, um, for example, uh, there was points in my life where I had very short sleep. Yeah. But fine, I was being productive, but I wasn't being productive like now. Yeah. Where I have a good sleep. Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, like, so for me, I, I ensure that I have my sleep usually during my most times um, at least five to six hours yeah. in a day. And before I used to sleep well, far, far shorter than, than that for the sake of programming. Wow. But I realized that right now, I think um, whenever I have a, a good sleep, what I can achieve before in, let's say, four hours of programming, yeah, you know, I can actually sometimes achieve it in two hours. Totally. Yeah. And I think, I mean, if you said you get five to six hours of sleep, I think that's even less. <laughs> I think you need like eight, man, because like there's science that shows that your brain just doesn't function as well when you don't get enough sleep, you know, and not, not, not only that, your emotions, like you tend to get more angry and like you're just yeah. not yourself with little sleep. Mm, wow. Yeah. I think I need to try to increase my sleeping time. <laughs> totally. Yeah. You know, it's interesting, like your body actually repairs itself when you sleep so like if you do a lot of exercise and damage your muscles and things like when you're sleeping that's your body's maintenance time like to repair itself and so if you don't sleep you don't get repaired mm. you know i agree with that yeah. <laughs> uh, i think that has a feedback to me personally and um i'm sure that a lot of, of our listeners are feel really hey i have a question for you the idea. <laughs> yes uh, you said you wanted to be great at code, right? Yes. What is the story that you tell yourself about that? Like when you feel, have you felt like you want to give up and you're like, ah, I don't know if this is for me. And if you felt that, then in those moments, what is the story that you tell yourself? So, um, a lot of times I felt like giving up. Right. And one of the things that have kept me going is, understanding my why of actually being in this field yeah in the first period and 
And that's because uh, I believe in creativity and I believe, and I believe in progress. Yeah. And those are the two things that have kept me going because the way I actually channel my creativity is by building platforms using code. Right. So um, when I'm coding, it's not just because I'm, yeah, sometimes I code for fun, but it's not really for fun, but because I want to create a platform that will help people. Yeah. And that drive actually kept, gets me going that, you know what? Yeah. Yes, you're stuck today. Yes, you have this challenge, but this is the channel out which I want to, I want to, I want to be creative at. Yeah. And, and I can also measure my progress in this field because where I am today is not where I was two years yeah. ago, not even six months ago. So there's been a lot of improvement over time. Mm-hmm. And having to look back and be like, yes, you know, I had a stubborn block um, my first year. I overcome it. Um, I have another one my second year, overcame it, study overcame it. And whenever I'm having a present challenge, I believe that, yes, I can also overcome it. Yeah, exactly. That's an amazing. And thank <laughs> you for sharing that with me. <laughs> yes. Yes, definitely. And... So another thing for, for me is the fact that, um, yeah, I'm based in Nigeria, but I'm also connected to, to, to other, other people in, around the world. And, and um, starting from last year, you know, I, I started getting in touch with, with different people um, in the UK, in the US, like in, um, in big organizations, and which has improved my my perspective about how to code mm-hmm. right before i just write code but now i like code differently in terms of optimization in, in, in terms of um having to connect with the users in terms of um user center design yeah. and like you know um these are factors that have actually improved me in that to actually be you know like rise up from where I was to where I am and, and uh, you know, where I want to be. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to being a senior developer, I know that it's one thing to be a senior developer in a particular country, but when you're not open to the global standard, yeah. one might just be still a junior developer. <laughs> 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 you know, but then the... The real relevance is actually being being relevant globally, not just locally. Yeah. What's your opinion about being a global senior developer? And how do you think one can be one? Yeah, it's that's a really good question. I think um, I think we need to be really careful about the word senior developer. You know, even globally, because to me, a senior just means you have a lot of experience. That's really it. Um, and so I think the, the difference between a senior developer and junior developer is that a senior developer has already made thousands of mistakes, right? Like, like I think, who (laughs) said, I think it was Einstein or Edison. Like one of these, one of these men said, um, I, he said, it's, it's not that I haven't found, it's not that I haven't fixed it yet, but I've found a thousand ways it doesn't work or I found a thousand wrong ways. You know, it's yes. something like that. And it's interesting because that's the difference. Like for me to be a global senior developer is to just make 
millions and millions of global junior developer mistakes you know <laughs> and then you you eventually learn from your so one example i can tell you is um i used to like absolutely not like um bundlers like webpack or mm-hmm. rollup i would never really use them instead i would just write everything in one file <laughs> you know um, <laughs> and for for the long and this was years ago right this was like many many years ago but for the longest time i just didn't like bundlers and everything was one file and not only that because everything was in one file i would abuse um scope you know so there was lots of coupling there was lots of like weird um kind of mixed dependencies within the code and so on and over time you learn okay no it's probably better to separate things into different modules and then have some type of common api between them like you learn about good design by doing a lot of bad design and 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 getting yeah. bit by the issues of them and so for me like to to be a global senior developer it just means to i think the fastest way to do it is to participate in open source because open source happens at a global scale and then mm. you'll find people hopefully if it's a good project you'll find people who mentor you and say hey this isn't the right way to do it because of these reasons because we're adding coupling we're not handling concurrency we may not be um dealing with this unpredictable state and so on and then you learn and get better uh, and that's kind of something i do at my work as well so we have an open source project where like we invite people to come people who don't even know how to code like who are just learning we invite them to come contribute to our thing um and usually some and usually they'll they'll make they'll make contributions that are not 100% there and then we mentor them to just get that extra 20% you know um and that's something i'm really proud of because like from our work on this project one of my friends was able to move to europe and get a developer job here in my city um through partially contributing to our project i was able to teach him some stuff and then he got a job here you know and i think that's yeah. that's really cool so i think participating in healthy open source is a great way to um get some experience and become a senior developer globally. Mm. Wow. Well, thanks for sharing. Yeah. Um so like this has been a very very amazing time but I like I see I have a lot of things on my mind that I really really want us to share. Uh-huh. <laughs> and if if you don't mind if if you could just um give us maybe like five more minutes. Sure. Yeah, that's fine. All right. Awesome. And um I'd like to know about your favorite tools um as a front end engineer and also being leading um the front end team. Yeah. Um we I think the greatest tool that I personally enjoy is a tool called TypeScript. <laughs> I I <laughs> love TypeScript and you know I have a lot of friends who work on the web and the open web and are strong advocates for the platform and JavaScript and I I agree I think JavaScript is an amazing language. but typescript is this like extra tool that adds a layer of safety to javascript and that's a cannot work without any more um the main reason being if you have a large javascript code base then you're you, you're usually afraid to delete stuff because if you delete something you don't really know where it's used and you don't really know what you might break um and typescript will like statically analyze your code and tell you if you're breaking stuff so it's really that's great true. so typescript for me is a must um i i use visual studio code for writing code i think it's really great um but besides that it's the usual suspects html css and javascript i don't really like i'll use maybe for bundling i'll use rollup 
I really love Roll Up. Um, <laughs> have you? Are you familiar with Roll Up? No, I'm not. It's really great. It's uh, it takes like all your images and your JavaScript and your style sheets and everything, and just gives you like one bundle that you can serve to your users. Um, or it gives you different, like small bundles that you can lazy load as a user requires it. So it's Are you dead? Yeah. Oh, okay. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Thank, thanks for sharing about this because I'm like I'm definitely taking notes. Sure. And I'm going to um, search on all these things. Yeah. Um, as soon as we're done. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, and um, yeah, how about freelancing? Because <laughs> like uh, a lot of developers like me, even though yeah, we have our full time job, but we also do stuff side sideways. Yeah. Um, do you do freelancing or do, do you do side projects for clients? Yeah, I, I consult from time to time. So I, um, I did some work for a company called Zeit that is a cloud, cloud platform that helps people put stuff in the cloud. Um, and that was a lot of fun. I, I consulted for them as a developer relations person. Um, and I, I can't remember. I, I've, done, I've done some work probably unofficially with with Mozilla and uh, <laughs> and you know I just I don't really my day job and my travels for conferences keep me busy enough that I don't really do a lot of con consulting on the side but some some yeah mm. yeah and um, do you have any any maybe like one or two tips about adding clients in that for developers to earn more profit can you say that again sorry I didn't hear I mean, like, um, do you have um, maybe like one or two tips for developers when handling clients that could help yeah. them make more profit? Yeah, I think the one big one, um, the, the one most important thing for me is this one phrase of what is expected. I think that's huge. Like if you can manage expectations, like if you can hear from your client, what are you expecting from me? Um, and they can concretely give you that, that is a game changer because then you know what's important to them and you can serve them well. Um, and sometimes you'll find clients who they themselves don't really know what they want or expect from you. And that's usually <laughs> a problem. And so really working yeah. with the client to flesh out what do we want to do is key. And the other thing I would add is having like a mindset of service. I find oftentimes people will badmouth their clients. They'll be like, oh, my client sucks or my client is so, um, you know, dumb. They don't really know what they want, whatever. You know, they, they have this attitude of like saying stuff about the client that isn't really healthy. But I think that should be avoided. I think really we should see ourselves as servants, service providers to the client. And so that's the way I see myself. I am... A servant. So as an engineering manager on my team, I am there to serve my team. I am there to serve my employer. I'm here on this, you know, this podcast to serve you and all the listeners. I am I am nothing but a servant. And so I think if you're working with clients, that should be the mindset. Mm. Wow. Wow, awesome. I totally agree with, with you about that. Um because for my experience as well, um there are some clients that, you know, they know the end results, but um, they, some do, don't really understand what it takes. Yeah. 
um, totally achieve that end result. Yeah. And uh, having to be a developer and having to understand the projects and explaining to the client about this is this is what you want to achieve and this is what it takes. I think it's going to go a long way. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Thanks for sharing. Yeah, man. So just my pleasure and um one more thing and that's about for developers who are currently doing something maybe freelancing or in a job but um wants to go to the next level um but having a time changing jobs yeah um what's what's your suggestion or what are your suggestions about how can we handle this how can we deal with it you know, I I don't really have an answer because I um I'm thankful enough that I haven't had this problem. Like if I've wanted to change a job Yes I change it. And it it <laughs> like it, yes. it there there isn't much of a search period. And I think part of that is because I don't really care very much about where I apply to. You know, yes. I so I have a lot of friends who tell me about this. They tell me, hey, I want a new job, but I don't know if this employer is the right one or so on. And I, I work a little bit differently because I just, I just apply to hundreds of different ones. Um, I don't really yeah. care where or how or if I'm even qualified. Like, <laughs> I, just, I just, I go fishing with very wide nets, if you understand what I'm trying to say. Mm, you know, yes. and then like eventually something will bite somewhere and it, and then I change. Yeah. So that's usually how it goes. I don't, I don't put a lot of thought into it, unfortunately. But it works out. <laughs> mm, I agree. <laughs> I tend to just do stuff without thinking, <laughs> and then and then it works out. You know, story of my life. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Oh, thanks. And um, are there any other thing that you love to share? Uh, maybe projects that you're working on, or that you've already done that you like. Yeah, I'm um, actually going to be sharing. I'm going to be sharing about a project uh, in just a few days at ReactConf. We built a really nice thing that generates. Well, I won't t- go into that much detail. I'll tell you, the thing we built uh, allows for end-to-end type safety uh, when working with RESTful backends. It's really cool. So, like, you can build an entire application on the web that is able to know ahead of time what back, what um, back-end resources it's talking to. It's really fun. Um, so that's a really cool project. It's called RESTful React. And I'm going to be talking about it um, in just a few days at ReactCon. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's, that's awesome. I would really, really, really love to try it out. Yeah, it's <laughs> really great. <laughs> you know what? I'm putting your, 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 your Twitter on, on notification. I'm just notification for your Twitter post. Oh, thanks. And <laughs> I really, really want to be the first person to try this out. <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah, um, thanks a lot, Tejas. Like, I'm really, really excited. I'm pumped. I've learned a lot from you. And I so much believe that um, a lot of people that are listening to this have also learned not just one or two things, but a lot of things. Thank you. And I'm very, and I'm very sure that, I'm very sure that, um, uh, it's it's been helpful, and the feedback is going to be positive. <laughs> Great, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much for your time. I'm grateful, Tejas. <laughs> grateful for you too. 
Have a good day. Uh, are you yeah. ready?